everyone, and welcome to our monthly lymphedema patient roundtable. I don't know, it's the month of Thanksgiving, and I couldn't be more thankful for the panelists who have joined us, and I'll do my quick introductions, but I have to say we have an extra special guest tonight. Karen Ashforth is a certified lymphedema therapist. She is a renowned speaker on the topic of lymphedema. She is an expert in fibrosis and in pneumatic compression. We are honored and humbled to have you with us tonight. Karen, thank you for being here. Yay. Thank you. Yay. So I'll do the quick round. And there he is, always showing up late to the party, but always well worth the wait is our Cam Ayella. Cam, great to see you tonight. I know you're just still logging on. Yay. Um, so we also have Nazarene Starner. She is a certified lymphedema therapist who works with the Cleveland Clinic and Clinic and always offers great advice. Now, remember, we don't offer medical advice here, but we, we offer boatloads of encouragement, fun, inspiration, and general knowledge. So if that works for you, then you came to the right place tonight. And we are so glad you gave us an hour out of your month. So we have Angela Jones, lipo lymphedema patient, advocate for the lymphedema and lipedema communities. She is also a nutrition and health coach and always a source of inspiration. We're so glad to have you, Angela, tonight. Thank you. Amanda Sobe, oh my goodness. She is a motivational speaker, health coach, she just participated in a bodybuilding competition and I should have photos to show you. Maybe, I don't know if somebody can bring them up on their phone and go like this. You need to see Amanda Sobe, inspirational lymphedema patient and leader. Thank you for being here, Amanda, so much. Mary Castleberg is a primary lymphedema patient, a pneumatic compression therapy consultant, specialist for lymphopress. I think I just created a whole new title there. We, she had the most amazing patient experience today, and you're going to hear about that in today's conversation. Who have I missed? Kelly Bell, veteran fighting lymphedema. He is constantly fighting and winning. That's the important thing. Look, lymphedema is a challenge, but you're up for it. You join the round table tonight because you're up for it. You want to manage your condition effectively. You want the tools in your toolbox to win. And we are here to help you win. By the way, I'm Brenda Viola from Lympha Press. You already know that though. Catherine Rosenberg, she is a cancer survivor. She is a lymphedema patient and she is a brilliant advocate for the community and is going to talk about vibration plates tonight. Did I miss anybody? Oh my gosh, how could, really? She is my partner in all good things. Alexa Ercolano is a primary lymphedema patient and part of the marketing team here at Lymphopress. But before she was a member of the marketing team, she was a fan of the Lymphopress Optimal Plus. She uses her pump regularly and it helps her manage her condition. Alexa, we're so glad you're here. And you went to a wedding and you wore the heavy duty hose. Can you tell us about that? I would love to. You want me to start off with that? Yes, start out. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I recently went to a wedding um, a few weekends ago. And, you know, as we all know, living with lymphedema, it's so variable every day. But sometimes we can sort of plan ahead when we know there's going to be a sort of triggering event or situation. And I don't know about you guys. I'm always on the dance floor. I, I love to be out there and moving. But my leg doesn't really like that so much. So I have this pair of tights 
Um, I've had them for years and they're a beast to get on. I get the textured guarding gloves and everything to help get them on. Um, but they look good with formal wear versus my regular flat knit, you know, unilateral stocking. So I, I got the tights out and I was on the dance floor and my legs weren't as tired and swollen as they would have been normally. So having that little bit of foresight to plan in the long run, that really helped. And I try and do that when I can. It's not always easy to do, but sometimes we can kind of look into our lymphedema crystal balls and be like, all right, I have something coming up. I know my leg might be a little agitated. How can I mitigate that a little bit? So that is so smart and such good advice for everyone. How many of you plan in advance to accommodate your lymphedema? Yeah. So pre plan you wake up in the morning, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. You're the day before. <laughs> now, Cam has admitted to being a bad dancer. I think we want to test that out one of these days, though, Cam. But <laughs> when you're doing yeah so on the topic of dancing oh yeah well yeah maybe maybe we'll get to that but I just wanted to quickly piggyback on what uh, Alexa was saying um so pre-planning with your lymphedema is so critical and one thing I really enjoy doing is going to uh concerts live music and now that we're starting to reopen here in Houston I have that opportunity more but I'm also more aware of my body and whereas I would normally go to a show, I would honestly be in pain 50% of the time because I would be standing or I wasn't compliant with my compression garment, for example. But now I always wear my compression and I call ahead in most cases to a venue and ask for ADA accommodations because for lymphedema, sometimes that stagnant standing can really cause flare ups. So for me, it's not worth it anymore, but I can still have fun, you know, just swaying in the chair, but really not being in pain and managing the, the condition the way that's best for my body now versus what it was, you know, two, three years ago. I think one of the important things, one of the important takeaways for everybody who's joined us tonight, and we're so glad you joined us, is live your life. Make the accommodations you need to, to manage your lymphedema. And if you need assistance, if you need ADA help, whatever, wear the compression and dance, live life. And even if it's chair dancing, that's some of my best dancing is the chair <laughs> dancing. I got to tell you, we have a question that's coming from the audience. And I want to start right there from Sherry Sprecher. Sherry, thanks for being with us tonight. She said she heard today that the Cleveland Clinic Mayo uses sound frequencies for healing, especially with breaking up tumors and lumps, lipedema, any research with lipedema, lymphedema, I will yield to our medical professionals on here. Anything about sound frequencies for healing? Interesting question. I can just answer real quick about Cleveland Clinic that I know they are doing a lot of research right now on lipedema and lymphedema. So I am not 100% sure of what all of the trials they are doing, but I do know a lot of my lipedema patients are being enrolled currently into these trials, as well as my lymphedema patients. Hmm. Uh, one of our main plastic surgeons, who is a lymphedema surgeon too, he actually, one of his fellows is now at the Mayo Clinic, and I know they're working on things in conjunction, so I could almost imagine it's a joint study. So I'm not 100% sure of anything being done by us as therapists in the clinics, but I do know there's a lot of research going on. 
There are so many alternative therapies that are very effective. Uh, Sherry wants to know, do you know the doctor's name and does he do surgery? And if you don't feel comfortable sharing that right now, whatever, Nazreen, I yield to you on that. Uh, sure, I can, I can share the name. So the, the lipedema doctor uh, who sees, he's actually a cardiovascular doctor and his name is John Bartholomew, but the plastic surgeon who is doing a lot of surgery is, his name is Wei Chen. Oh yeah. We love working with both of those mm -hmm. doctors and it's really exciting to see the advances that are being made in both lymphedema and lipedema. People are researching and even, you know, civilians like Kelly Bell constantly doing research and digging to find answers. Karen Ashforth, anything about sound therapy? Because honestly, I gotta tell you, I don't have lymphedema, but I have gone to sound bath healing ceremonies and they've been very effective. Well, Brenda, I think that, um, you know, the frequencies of sound, just like the frequencies of electricity and light, um, depending upon the specific frequency can have different physiological effects. So at, at this point, um, I, uh, you know, being the reigning fibrosis queen here, um, I'm not aware Without of any, you. <laughs> any, any published queen. studies out there that are definitively um, saying that sound is, um, you know, in certain frequencies and, you know, prescriptive information about lymphedema and lipedema, but I'm really excited about the studies that are in the works. And so I think we just have to be patient and, um, you know, there's, there's plenty of light frequencies and electrical frequencies. So why not sound? And I think it's right on the horizon. Interesting. And you know, you, all right, this, this is not medical advice at all, but every night I listen to sound therapy when I go to sleep, just to help me get into a deep sleep state. And it works for me. So, oh, I use it in my clinic all the time. Yeah. yeah. Sound is really powerful. And you know, music is also powerful. Sometimes I can be having a really lousy day and all right, what's your go-to song? I want you to think of your go-to song that lifts your spirits right away. Who can answer right away? Go ahead, Mary. So um, the song classic by MKTO, uh, my, sister, my sister told me one time that uh, she loved the song because it reminded her of me. And so that's Aww. one of my, that's one of my go-to songs. Um, and then any Motown, I was born in the wrong generation. Um, I love all of the oldies in Motown. So that is often, I drive a lot. And so Motown is a, is a very frequent part of my work week. <laughs> you know, we talk about everything here at the lymphedema patient roundtable, And we realize that your life isn't just about using your lymphopress. We're so glad if you do, if you don't reach out to us, we want to help you get a lymphopress to manage your lymphedema, but life is every part of your life. It's sitting and, and finding something to uplift you. There's this song I play on repeat and you guys probably know it. You young people probably really know it. I sound so old saying that. It's called A-OK. -okay. I see trouble come my way. I'll be making lemonade. I'll be A-O-K. -A -A -okay. Do you know that song? 
Okay, so I butchered that song. Anyhow, Google A-OK. When you feel like you're having a lemon day, make lemonade because it's going to be A-OK. All right, I promise I won't sing any more tonight. We had a question come in from the audience. A serious question. Let's shift gears. <laughs> Meredith is saying, please stop singing, Brenda. Okay, question from Larry Schilling. He emailed me before tonight and he's like, I am a salesperson. I'm out. And Cam, you can relate to this. I'm out and I do my tools. I use my lymphopress, but I still have pain. How do I manage the pain? I'd love to hear from both patients and our medical professionals. Take it away. Well, for I'll me, my, my question my is if you said that to me, I would ask him where he had pain and where his lymphedema was because it's manipulated differently. Yeah. And manage differently, different where it is. So my sense from what I heard is that it's in his legs, but Larry, feel free to go in chat and, and clarify that. And it's a really good question, Kelly. And Cam, you're a salesperson. You're a compression therapy consultant out on the road all the time. How do you deal with pain? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I, I listened to uh, Three Little Birds by Bob Marley. That's, that's my happy song. <laughs> um, but, but from from driving a lot. I have a pretty large geographical territory. So I spend a lot of time in that stationary seated position. And obviously just coming off of a total knee replacement with lymphedema in that leg, it's just been kind of one thing after another, but I've learned with talking with different lymphedema therapists and physical therapists and awesome people like Karen here on the call. There's a lot of different modalities you can incorporate, um, such as like, for example, I have a little vibration gun here that I will kind of in traffic that will kind of help loosen up my quads and fire my calves and help with some of the scar tissue. Right. And it's really just being open-minded to experimenting with different things because some things may work some days and other days it may not yield the same results. So you just gotta be, you always got one too. So you just gotta be um, again, open-minded and know that it's going to take some time to kind of find that sweet spot of what it is that works for you. That's really great. I love that you both held up your vibration guns. Hey, this is another tool. There are many tools needed in your toolbox to manage your lymphedema. Use whatever it takes. And we also, of course, hope that lymphopress is part of that plan for you. You use a vibration plate, right, Catherine? I do. Tell us about that. So uh, over the summer, I was a bit stuck on um, trying to get my leg reduced a little bit more. So I reached out to my good old pal Kelly over here and I asked him for some advice. So asking him, you know, what did he think about a vibration plate? And he tells me he's got this whole regimen. So I'm like, okay, so vibration plates were a little pricey. However, 4th of July weekend, they were 20% off. So I got it on a sale price. So I was like, you know what? It's about time. Let me, let me give it a shot and see what happens. So I did. And after three weeks of using my vibration plate um, while going through active MLD, I lost 19 and a half centimeters in my leg. Wow. Wow. So, right. um, and that was actually following Kelly's uh, recommended protocol. Um, and I conferred with my doctor, obviously, before. Yeah, do um, that. <laughs> do that. But I'm, not, just, I'm not don't a therapist. Don't with Kelly Bell. Yeah, don't, don't default to me. Right. I do what works for me. <laughs> right, we're all different. So we all have to make sure 
that what we're doing is correct. So I use it for th about 30 minutes a day. Um, sometimes I do it 30 minutes all at one time. Sometimes I do it 10 minutes at a time. Mm -hmm. Um, and sometimes I do it sitting. Sometimes I do it standing. When I first started, I was only about five weeks post gluteus medius repair surgery. So I was not allowed to stand. So oh. the, um, initial results that I had was with me just sitting. Yeah. I've often also been known to lay on the ground and put my leg on it and my leg just jiggles all around. And that's wow. kind of fun well, you've definitely instigated some interest. By the way, show of hands, who uses a vibration plate here on the panel? I also want to just reiterate that there are a bunch of contraindications for doing vibration. And I use it a lot in my clinic. I have two different plates. I have one that I bought at Habitat for Humanity used for 30 bucks. It's just a regular flat plate. And I have patients sitting on the mat table with their feet on the plate while I'm doing MLD in a seated position. And they love it. I do antifibrotic work and it's like super sauce. And then I also have one that is a standing plate that has little handles on it. It. Wow. And depending on the type of vibratory action, it does different things. And you can spend a ton of money or not very much at all. And you can get them on sale. Yeah, Catherine. Um, so, you know, I, I'm a huge proponent of that, but I also feel that it's, it's so important to just understand that you start slow and you want to understand the precautions. And um, uh, I would start with being in a seated position with your feet on the plate or laying on the floor with your feet on the plate before standing on it. Because when you're standing, so you're engaging all your skeletal muscles, you're really working hard. And it's like being in the water. You don't know you're working as hard as you are because you're having so much fun. Wow. Well, I thank you for the cautionary tale too about the contraindications. And Amanda, you had something you wanted to add. Yeah, so for vibration plates, for anybody who's interested, the way how I remember them is, is that there's a couple that will go like this while they'll teeter totter back and forth called like mm -hmm. an oscillation. And then there's ones that will pump up and down like this. Um, so depending on, depending on uh, what your needs, and I don't think, I think maybe Karen can also verify, we haven't quite figured out which version, the up and down or the oscillating motion works best for whether you're lymphedema or lipedema. But I know through Life Pro Vibration, they actually have kind of a vibration plate that offers both of those settings in one. Mm -hmm. So I, I personally recommend that because then you can fiddle with it and see if it works for you. And a thing about vibration is, is that the higher the setting is the beginner mode. The lower the setting is for more advanced because if you think about it, if you're standing on it or even just having your feet on it, you, you want to go at the fastest speed. Sorry. You want to go at the fastest speed possible because of the fact that it's less aggressive for your first initial vibration. And then as you develop a kind of a tolerance or a familiarization to your vibration, you can lower down the speed, which will make the setting go slower, which will be a bit more aggressive, aggressive for the vibration. And I do have an affiliate link on my website at amandasobi.com if anybody wants information on the life pro vibration plates. Very good Ooh. information. By the way, do you have photos from your recent bodybuilding competition on your website yet? No, I do not. They're just still on my, my Instagram and on my Facebook. 
All right, so we just want to go here for a minute and we have other questions which we want to address from the audience about using compression and gloves while using their pumps. So we'll get to that in a minute, but you know, you said something really interesting on your Instagram. You said, I used to be the Amanda Sobe that was a toxic person, but now I'm the Amanda Sobe who loves herself. And that shift in who you are, I think is just a, a beautiful story because, you know, don't judge someone for who they are today because you don't know where they're going. And the journey's not over. Like if you're headed from New York to Tampa, don't judge them in North Carolina because they're not yet, there yet. We're all works in progress, but your journey led you to a place of self-love and confidence and what made you decide to go back into competition again? Honestly, it was all of my clients. Um, my, I have the most amazing support system around me now that really wanted to see me up on stage. And um, any type of goal, especially kind of a, a larger goal, takes a lot of dedication, consistency, planning, organization. Like you, you've got to have your, your poop in a group to, to achieve really large goals. So I was really on the fence about going and I'm really thankful that I did because just to get back up on the stage and to, and I think the best thing for me was the bodybuilding competition wasn't about being perfect. I know in that industry, it gets a really negative reputation about trying to be the perfect image of muscles and the perfect image. And for me, it was, I, I am now currently in the best mental space that I've been in for years. I truly believe hurt people hurt people, which I have to plead guilty for, for a few years of my life. Um, and I wanted to step up on stage being completely vulnerable, being exposing, maybe not, I wasn't in the best physical shape of my life, but mentally I am in the best shape. And I rather have that scene. And I think it came across in my photos that me standing up on stage, just with this big smile on my face, knowing that I've, I've rode every single wave, I've conquered every single challenge and I'm still here. I'm still getting up every single day. I'm still putting forth my best foot and it hasn't been easy. And I hope that that story resonates with a lot of people. It, again, it was not an easy feat. Everything up until now has been blood, sweat and tears, literally. And I just hope that my story is able to encourage those to hang in there for an extra minute, extra hour, extra day because that was what my life was like for a period of time. That is inspirational. And I love the photos. I was like, wow, I know her. She's like my friend. How exciting to cheer you on. And you know what? It's not just about getting on the stage on a big competition. Whatever your next step is, whatever your next goal is, for some people, it's being able to walk to the mailbox. For right. some people, it's putting regular shoes on. These are victories to be celebrated. This is the month of Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah we can all find things to complain about, but we can also all find things to be grateful for. And I think that that is a, a really great story that you just shared. And I know I'm grateful for all of you in this community and the things that we talk about, because I think it is encouraging. So Meredith Dawes wants to know, can I use my arm compression and gloves while using my lymphopress on my legs? 
Feel free to jump in anybody. I can Go answer that one. Yeah. I, yeah. There should be no reason why you couldn't use both in conjunction with each other. The bodies uh, should be split up unless you've had some sort of surgery or some sort of anomaly where those quadrants of your body, your upper body, they drain to different areas than the lower. So it, it really should be okay that you can wear that compression. Um, I, I wouldn't mind answering that gentleman who had the question. He said that he had foot and knee pain. Yes, please. Uh, it's specifically too that we have a lot of people, especially after you've had a lot of swelling, who will have myofascial restrictions or joint limitations. And sometimes we have to work on muscle atrophy after they've had some sort of either orthopedic procedure or just even just lymphedema on its own. So revisiting with your therapist, I think would be a good idea. And then also, even if you are using all your compression, sometimes compression can be binding at the ankle or even at the knee, depending if it's not quite the right fit. So sometimes just reevaluating your garments could also be helpful. Oh, very good point. Love that. Anybody else want to add anything to go ahead, Amanda, and then Catherine, woohoo. I actually, so every Sunday I do an, an open forum. I do host conversations and I did a topic about pain and there was actually seven different types of pain. It's really important for people, whether you're training or not to understand if it's a nerve pain, if it's a muscular pain, um, neuropathy pain, like there's just a different category of pain. And I really would advise people to do some research on the type of pain so that when they go to talk to their doctors or physiotherapists, they're better at using the proper words to help identify what it is. If it is bone, joint, arthritis, muscular. I know for me, if I eat the wrong types of foods, I get pain from eating the wrong types of foods mm. that causes inflammation. So again, when you talk about pain, I would really recommend you to even Google searching types of pain, learn the different types, understand what it means so that when you go talk to additional help and support systems, you have those proper words and the dialogue to get you the proper care that you need to help identify what the actual issue is. Yeah. Food can be a really, food can be your medicine in many cases. My friend Angela has a new food crush. She's calling it grain bowls. Grain bowls. What's up with the grain um, bowls, Angela? Well, for so, for so long, I was afraid of carbs. Um, quinoa, rice, all kinds of carbs. I was just terrified of them because in addition to the lipidema and lymphedema, I also am insulin resistant. So I was terrified of grains. And finally, I just started reintroducing them a little bit at a time and just really playing around and, and mixing vegetables and grains together. And I find that I had no reason to be afraid of them. So That's great. Well, I, carbs, I, I seem to look at them and things happen, but we're going to do a giveaway tonight, by the way. I know you joined us just for good information and inspiration, but we're also giving away copies of the 2022 Lymphopress calendar, a world of difference <laughs> starring people like Kim Ayala and Mary Castleberg and showing that Lymphopress is the world leader in pneumatic compression and we're in 37 countries around the world we've been doing it for over 40 years it is a fun calendar chock full of testimonies and three lucky people are going to get to win a calendar but angela 
you need to pick a number between one and 54. 32. So now I got to count 32 people. One, two, three, four, five, six. In the meantime, who can talk about Pharaoh wraps? Can I go back to that? What we were just talking about though? Yes, you can do. Yes, you can do that. And then I need somebody to talk about Pharaoh wraps while I count to 32. Okay. So I want to kind of piggyback off of Nazarene's comment about um, reevaluating your compression um, if you're having pain in your knee or your ankle. One thing to think about is to check with your therapist is that there are several options that are available if you are utilizing custom compression garments that may help to ease that pain in those particular areas. Um, so those are things that you can look at to find out if would that potentially be a better option to include in a garment for me. But obviously you want to talk to your therapist or doctor about it before just going and ordering something of that nature. I know for me, that has definitely helped my ankle and my knee um, with some of the options that are available out there. Good information. Excellent. I did. Uh, go ahead, Mary. I think that that ties into... Um... It segues perfectly into Barbara Smolden. I can't see the last name. I'm sorry, Barbara, um, who said, is it okay to buy compression wear from a store or a medical magazine? Um, so like Catherine was saying, there's a, a lot of different things that you can use, um, different adaptations. So for example, I have very sensitive skin. So behind my knee used to be rubbed raw. So now I do what's called the comfort knee in all of my uh, in all of my stockings, and that provides it's a different stitching in the flat knit that provides a little bit of a softer feel, so it doesn't cut quite as deep into you. Um, the problem with buying from a medical magazine is you you want to make sure that you're being fit correctly. Most stores that sell compression will have someone there who can actually measure you and can kind of guide you along through that. But it's possible to experience that binding and discomfort if you're in something that's too small or if you're in something that's too big. So I would recommend instead of doing it, you know, online, um, at least for the first time, if you are someone who's able to do off the shelf, go and have someone actually measure you. Most of the time, um, flat knit garments are going to be a little bit more uh, beneficial in containing your edema. Um, I know for me, it was a game changer. And unfortunately for those, you do have to be measured because they are custom. They're a little bit pricier, but they work a lot better at actually containing and maintaining your reduced swelling. Great explanation, love it. Go ahead, Amanda. As well as I think was the question also about like just generic compression online. Was that about two? Because I'm a big believer that I think everybody should have the ability, if you have the budget and the means, try anything that you can get your hands on, especially if it's easy. Because I know for me, sometimes I can't fit my medical grade compression, whether it be I might be having a flare up, I might have cellulitis, whatever it is. I like to have different tools in my toolbox. So even getting some store-bought off the shelf custom or off the shelf compression from the internet. If it fits your budget and you're curious, buy it, try it once, see how you like it, put that in your toolbox. If you love it, great. If you don't, you've tried it and you've kind of answered that question, but there's really, you have to try before you buy. And um, unfortunately you've got to be your guinea pig. Yeah. And not what might be great for one person 
may not be great for the other person. Yeah. We were talking even before we went live tonight that everybody's body is different. You know, Kelly's lymphedema affects his organs in a way that is unique to his condition. And, you know, we so appreciate all the research that you do, Kelly, on this because there's not enough that we know about what you face. So it's not all one size fits all. We, we offer suggestions and we encourage you to take what might fit for you. I will say that we do have a winner. Our first winner of the evening is Marlisha Johnson. So we should have a collective. Yay, Marlisha. Yay. I'm so excited for you. I put my email address in the chat. Please email me your address so that we can mail you one of these gorgeous calendars. And Kelly Bell, I want you to pick the next number and share whatever's on your heart to share this month. So go ahead, Kelly. What's a number that you want me to look up? Uh, seven. Oh, thank you for making that easy. Yeah, hey, Kelly, <laughs> tell me what's, what's really a topic you're passionate about right now that you think people need to know more about. Um. You know, organ lymphatics, I talked about it in the last presentation that I was, and I actually made a small presentation for the National Lymphedema Conference in Canada, and like how the central lymphatics, and when I say central, I'm not talking about the subcutaneous superficial, I'm talking about the deep ones, because that's where all my damage is, and it affects everything else, and so uh, I guess what I, like, just because people don't know doesn't mean we can't learn how to, I manipulate all my lymph and manage all the lymph lymphedema in my arms and legs by managing my trunk. And using that's the, the lymph press pump and different tools and vibration plates, but you just said stay positive. Before we went live, you said, by the way, Blanche Pepitone, you're our next winner. Oh, uh -huh, <laughs> Blanche. Me Blanche. <laughs> she, we love her. She shows up at all of our lymph press virtual booths when we're at conferences and stuff. And I can't even get a word in edgewise because she's like, I love my lymph press. So you deserve. You deserve a calendar. We're sending you one, Blanche. I have your email address and we'll make sure that you get one. But Kelly, you said the lymphopress in, in your mind saved your life. Oh, it does. I mean, because, I mean, and I think the therapist here can tell you, like if I, like moving central lymphatic stuff is not talked about in that training or in that community at all, or very much from my experience. And so I've kind of had to biohack my body a little bit uh, to do things. Um, but, uh, what it does is, is like, even once I got everything dialed in, like I said, I had congestive heart failure. My, I was on oxygen, kidneys were failing, liver was failing like IBS. And once I got everything dialed in that I don't get treated for any of that, but mm -hmm. unfortunately like there's like eventually with all the plastic and stuff in here, things. And I recently had an issue with my kidneys. Um, but ironically, <laughs> Um, I'm actually using my technique and improving like using the pump and everything to move fluid and I've gotten my global filtration rate and hopefully when we do more imaging in January the blood flow to that kidney is looking better um, it was so but yeah it's like tough. I said I, I, yeah yeah Karen Ashworth is saying that yeah so am I yeah. uh, Renee Schnitz Renate Schnitzer is out there today and she says i'm so grateful to have this panel and especially kelly bell for someone to ask and reach out for help she is a new owner of a lymphopress pump she's still learning how to use it renata 
we're cheering you on all the way. We know that you are on your way to a better life because that's our motto, because life can be better with your lymphopress and with all the tools in your toolbox and with a community of people that genuinely care. We're here for you. Absolutely, we are. So Pharaoh Wraps, I had a question come in prior to going live tonight. Is it harmful to use a Pharaoh Wrap as a base when pumping? So um, Karen, thank you. Using thank a Pharaoh Wrap when you pump is gonna mean that you're gonna have deep indents because the Pharaoh Wrap has these overlapping you know, wraps. And um, when you're pumping, um, some of the wrap is going to uh, push in deeper than other parts. So I would say that if you have fragile skin, that's not a good thing. If you yeah. have really good skin, it may not be a problem, but I think you need to do a skin check after you pump and see. I usually recommend to my patients that they remove their compression garments before using a pump for several reasons. One is because um, with elastic garments, they can migrate and end up binding at the joints, at the knee, the elbow, the ankle, and that could create skin breakdown. So uh, that's not a good thing. However, I do sometimes have patients who they just have such a struggle getting their garments on and off and they want to pump over them. So I, I give them the caveat, you have to check your skin. You have to make sure that it's not bunching up and binding. Mm -hmm. The other thing is, is that if you have compression on and then you use the pump over that, you're getting more compression. So that might not be what you really need. So I would get with your therapist and individualize it and titrate the amount of pressure so that it's gonna be the right mix if you do have to use a compression garment. And can I just answer, I saw Larry had another oh, question. Oh, we love Larry. That Larry. I relate a little bit to the Pharaoh wraps. Yes. So he added that his pain uh, is more by the end of the day, by 6 to 7 p.m. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, so I'm presuming, Larry, that you're using probably elastic compression that may be stretching throughout the day. And uh, if your swelling is increasing despite compression, you might wanna consider using Ferro wraps or other types of wraps. There are a lot of different brands out there and um, they make them for the knee as well. Because the cool thing about the inelastic wraps is that you can keep cinching them all day as you're walking around and exercising and they won't stretch and allow your, your legs to swell the way that elastic garments will. The other thing is, is that, um, you know, uh, Catherine mentioned flat knit, and that's uh, an option in terms of looking at um, more containment. Mm -hmm. So you may need to look at what, what coverage do you have? Do you need to cover your knees? Do you need thigh highs? Um, do you need wraps that go all the way up to your thighs? So, um, you know, bottom line is echoing what Nazreen said earlier, you know, get with a good fitter, get with a therapist, talk to an expert because there are so many choices out there. So my two cents. Uh, we love your two cents. Go ahead, Kelly. Um, this is kind of a question to Karen about this. Is in my logic with being with physics is my thing, is if you're wearing compression garments and with the pump, the hole goes to get the full pump action. 
And so if you're already compressed, you're not allowing the, the body to relax enough to get all the full pumping function in it. Yeah, That's... I would agree with you. Now, here's, here's a big exception is quilted compression. If oh. you're wearing quilted compression, you're getting a double massage because you get all that wonderful foamy goodness that has the variable um, texture that is so great for breaking up fibrosis. Um, but quilted compression by itself is not as high of a compression um, amount as like an elastic or a wrap. So, but you're right, Kelly. But, okay. And I love how everybody was nodding and I loved your phrase, quilted foamy goodness. It makes me want some of that. I, I, I just think it sounds yummy. I actually have my quilted foamy goodness on right now. Quilted foamy goodness. And Judith Doctor is out there and she says, what can I wear on my leg when I'm using my lymphopress? Cam, is that quilted foamy goodness that you're holding right there? <laughs> quilted foamy goodness. I think we should all get mugs or something that say that. Um, <laughs> Judith wants to know what can she wear on her leg while she's using her lymphopress? And I think that we just offered a really good suggestion, quilted foamy goodness, but you know, sweatpants, right? Jammies. Yep. Jammies. Leggings work. Leggings. They're not too tight. With sweatpants, you just have to be careful and make sure they don't have that elastic cuff at the bottom because it will kind of bind and make like a little tourniquet effect. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you're more so thinking pajama pants, yoga pants, anything like that that just doesn't have that hard seam because it's squeezing you. So you don't want it to kind of push, push too deep. Really good point. Okay, Elizabeth Graham, I love this question and I, our hearts go out to you because so many people on this panel can relate. All this is new to me. And I wanna ask Alexa to answer this one at first. How did you process this all in the beginning, especially when trying to figure out what is causing the swelling? That's a really good question. Um, well, I wasn't diagnosed until I was 14, but I was born with lymphedema. So as a child, I, I grew up with one leg bigger than the other and I was always aware of it, but didn't know what it was. And then as I got older, it became more pronounced, you know, the teasing started and things like that. Um, and finally getting the diagnosis was this really bittersweet flashpoint of, uh, grieving, um, but also relief at having a name and a word for it. And back then, this was the early 2000s, there wasn't as much online, at least for kind of moderate lymphedema. It was the very severe cases you would see on the internet. Um, and there was definitely nothing for people my age with it. So as I got older, um, when I turned 20, 21, I started a blog just to kind of get out there and see who would who would respond. Um, and that's what really helped was connecting with other people. Um, and whether or not you find out your diagnosis is lymphedema, or maybe the swelling is something else, just getting that uh, kind of camaraderie that comes from a, a chronic community is really yeah, yeah. bolstering. And it makes you feel like, you know, you're, you're not alone. You're not, you know, at like this abnormal thing going on with you, you may, you may feel that way, but there are ways to live with it. And it can be a really positive thing, um, which is weird to say about something that can cause <laughs> a lot of pain too, as we know, but there is sort of the silver lining to it, which is finding community and fellowship yeah. from people around the world that you might never know. So um, I don't know if that's fully answering your question. Oh, I, I think it's a beautiful piece of it. And talk mm -hmm. about thankful, because if you hadn't started that blog, I wouldn't have found you. Lymphopress right. wouldn't have found you. 
life has a way of connecting the dots. Angela, I want to ask you from a different perspective. When this was new to you, how did you process all of this in the beginning? Because you always have, you always dig deep and you're always very candid as well. So go for it, Angela. Um, uh, well, I was not happy. Um, I was diagnosed two years ago and it's secondary lymphedema for me. And at the same time, I was diagnosed with lymphedema. And to be honest, I was a little bit shocked because I also am a registered nurse. I haven't practiced for a long time, but lymphedema was something that I was not truly familiar with. So I was really surprised and I was, um, well, I guess I could just say angry mm -hmm. um, because I realized once I got a diagnosis, well, that's here to stay. And so I had to start exploring and looking for ways to manage it. And that's the key word, I think, for most of us is to manage it because we can't cure it. So we have to manage it. And whatever, whatever I could find that would work for me once I got a diagnosis, I was willing to try anything because in, in my head, my head was saying, well, I'll be the one who can get rid of it. But I wasn't that one. So, so I was just really upset and I, I finally come to grips with it and I've accepted it. And I realized that every day is just something new and I learned something actually from it every single day. So that's how I felt. So Angela Jones, you have a starring role in our calendar. Your, your oh. testimony is here on the same okay. month that Cam Ayala is in the calendar there so we have him in the northern lights in norway and uh the green of the northern lights is reminding him of the ic green study that was done with lympha press we really do connect the dots in marketing you know what i mean camayella mm -hmm. nutshell ic green study what was that all about uh, I've actually personally had IC green imaging done. Um, so basically high level, it's a interdermal injection on any of your extremities, upper or lower, where they uh, inject this contrast dye. So they can then take, it's almost like a military grade night goggles, night vision camera. So they can track the flow of that dye going through your uh, lymph vessels and passing through the lymph nodes. And it's really fascinating. The uh, case study we did here in Houston, where we fabricated a clear garment so we could actually show the effects of lymphopress while the patient is pumping, not pre, not post. So the, the visualization is really cool. I know we have it on the website or uh, Brenda can post a link to the, to the YouTube, um, but it really did debunk a lot of misbelief that uh, vascular doctors had, for example, that does pneumatic compression actually work? Does it actually move the fluid? And we even saw some really cool residual impacts of the lymph flow velocity once the patient removed the uh, lymphopressed garment and was still being imaged uh, shortly after. So really cool stuff. It is really cool stuff. And I see you, Karen Ashworth, nodding, nodding. You speak about I was this there. The I got to help with that. Awesome. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, did I get it right, Karen? Did I summarize You it did. Okay? You were perfect, Cam. He's perfect. Cam, since you're perfect, you get to pick our winner, our next winner. If you can pick a number from one to 56. Well, no, we already did seven. Did we? Yeah, our last did winner was seven. seven. Were you not paying attention? Oh, 11. Sorry. 
totally teasing while i look up number 11 mary i want you to share the testimony the heartwarming testimony that you shared with me on the phone today yeah um so i have a patient that is near and dear to my heart that i gave a lymph or that we got a lymph press for um she had basically uh, a very low quality of life when I met her. She was not able to walk by herself. She was so uh, swollen that she couldn't even lift her legs alone. Um, and she was very hopeful, but also very sad and emotional. Um, and so I spoke to her today and she received her pump on mid-June um, and she has lost 170 pounds from using her lymphopress. She was in a inpatient rehab uh, for about a year and a half dealing with it. Like I said, she had to stop working. She lost pretty much all of her independence. She is now in her home. Um, and she truly said that lymphopress has saved her life. She had tried multiple products, multiple pumps before that. Um, and she said that they just didn't work for her. Um, and you know, the way I feel about different products is we're all different. If something works better for you, cool, that's awesome. Um, but it really helps. I know Cam can attest to this and so can Alexa and Brenda, when we hear from you guys, that we have provided lymphopresses to that it's working. Um, it made my day. It probably made my week. Absolutely. I love that you shared that story. And you know what else I love? I love that Elizabeth Graham is our third and final winner of the lymphopress calendar. She is the woman who said, how do we process all this? And Alexa's answer was community. And here the community is sending you a calendar and we'll do this again next month too. We we have calendars to give away and they're encouraging and inspiring. But Elizabeth, if you wouldn't mind emailing me, bviola at lymphopress.com with your mailing address, we'll be glad to mail that out. Okay. We have uh, one user, Barbara Roth. Barbara, we're so glad you're here. And she's a new user of her lymphopress. Her original settings she felt were too high. They gave her a headache. She went down to 30 milliliters meters of mercury um so i'm not really sure what your question is but she's had this since 10th grade and has always had very fat legs and i know that there's a lot of people at the round table that can nod in agreement and you know both karen and nazreen sometimes it is sort of adjusting to find the sweet spot of what pressure works for you right Absolutely. I titrate pressures right in the clinic. I'll spend several sessions with patients trying out different pressures and making sure. And here's the other thing is that when you lose swelling and if you lose weight and soften fibrosis, you need to change your settings because you won't need as much pressure. So the, the, the big rule is it should never hurt. And my personal rule is I like to use the most pressure that is comfortable. Perfect. And Nazreen, did you want to jump in on that as well? 
Uh, I would also say too, sometimes people have other concerns or issues come up, medical concerns that may pop up at different points in time. And you always, you know, would have to take that into consideration too, um, for effectiveness of how much fluid you want to be pushing out. If maybe if you have some cardiac concerns or maybe if there's an injury or anything of that sort too. Excellent. I'm just smiling because I'm reading a note. It's a love note from Larry in chat. So Larry emailed me earlier today and we email all of our patients and invite them to the round table. And he said, this is his first round table and he's already learned so much. He wants to know how much he appreciates all of your input. And we want to say, Larry, we appreciate you. Thank you for being here and tell your friends, tell Anybody, if they've got swollen limbs and they want to learn more about what they might have, maybe they don't even know they have lymphedema, invite them to come to the round table. We would love to encourage, inspire, educate, and all that good stuff. Carolyn Portuguese Zwart wants to know if you have been fitted for an arm. Ooh, Carolyn, I'm not a medical professional, but I would probably say a hard no. She says, if you've been fitted for an arm, can you use that on your legs as well? You need to be fitted every single time for every part of your body. Yes, it's not one size fits all limbs. Was that safe to say? Yeah, I'd have to yeah. agree. Yeah, and not we're not making fun, Carolyn, at all. We understand, you know, sometimes you just want to economize or be efficient, you know, but no. What works for your arm, if you've been fitted for that, it shouldn't probably work on your legs as well. And one other question, what does flat compression mean? Linda Allen asks this question, flat compression. Go ahead, Mary. Um, so first of all, the Pharaoh wrap uh, is from Job's. Uh, so you can go on their website and you should be able to see it there. You can also ask your therapist um, if they can help you. And I'm sure they would have some connections for you. Um, and the flat compression, so flat knit garments is all about how it's stitched. Circular knit, which is you're off the shelf, is sewn in a circular fashion. So when your muscles move, it gives a little bit more. It, it, it's going to go out. Flat knit is uh, sewn vertically. And so you can actually see in the garments, the, the, it looks like almost ribs in the material where when your muscles push out and they push the fluid out, that provides a wall of resistance to force the fluid to go up. That's why it has a lot more containment than the circular knit, which will kind of give as you're moving. Do you know what I love about the round tables? You're all so smart. I learn so much every month from all of you. I am so thankful for you. We know, Catherine, you won't be with us next month because you are living life and doing your dream of working with students and you're in a musical, right? No, I'm in an orchestra concert. I knew it had something to do with music. Yeah. I, I, I'm a little offended that you haven't asked me to come and sing after my performance tonight. Oh, you know, <laughs> but, you want to come to New Jersey? I'm more than welcome to have you come up. Because I would be a-okay with that. But, <laughs> Absolutely, Barbara. Absolutely. I've been told by the Instagram police that I need to wrap up in two minutes. So I want to do a quick roundtable word of encouragement for our audience tonight. How would you encourage our audience 
Amanda, you go. Just because there's no cure doesn't mean that there's nothing you can't do. Love it. Keep going, guys. Keep going. Karen Ashworth. Keep asking questions. And if you don't get the answer, go to someone else, but keep doing it till you get what you need. Mary Castleberg. You are in charge of your own body, so you get to set your limits. Do whatever your body tells you to. If it hurts, stop doing it, but don't let anyone set your limits for you. Ooh, drop the mic. Katherine Rosenberg. Don't ever let lymphedema stop you from your dreams. Mm -hmm. Nazrine Starner. Uh, don't ever give up on trying to find something that works for you just because something might not work once. We might be able to find something better for you and uh, make you feel a ton better. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. Alexa Ercolano. Stay elevated. That's all Stay I Stay elevated. Say. <laughs> uh, Kelly Bell. Never give up. Keep fighting. Karen Ashforth. Do I get to go twice? Did you already go once? Oh my I gosh, <laughs> this is what I get for making fun of Cam Ayala for missing a point. All right, you don't get to go twice. All right, Cam, wait, did I get every, wait, Angela. Okay, um, don't be discouraged and remember that you're an individual. What works for one may not work for you. Find your place, find what works for you. Beautiful, Cam. And I would just say that lymphedema is a part of you. It's not all of you. So don't make it to be all of you. Mm -hmm. We are thankful for the wisdom and inspiration that came here tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All of you. You're amazing. Thank you to the amazing Karen Ashforth for being our special guest. Nazarene for being another expert at our disposal. Betty Westbrook, we missed you tonight. We love you. And everybody else. Happy Thanksgiving month. Be thankful every day. You'll find joy and energy when you find gratitude. Have a great night, everybody. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Lymphedema Patient Roundtable podcast. You can watch the video on TLC, the Lymphedema channel on YouTube, or on Instagram IGTV at lympha underscore press. For information on the most advanced pneumatic compression therapy in the world, visit lymphapress.com.